there, and welcome to Taiwan Talk, where we share the stories of people living in Taiwan and Taiwanese people living abroad. I'm Trevor Tordomasi, and in the studio with me today is Quincy Davis. He's a star basketball player for the New Taipei Kings and Taiwan's national basketball team. Thank you. Thank you for having me, ICRT. Thank you for having me, Trevor. A uh, pleasure to be here today. And uh, yes, I'm all those things, basketball player. <laughs> Uh, national Taiwanese hero. So I'm uh, just very proud, very <laughs> humble of all these accomplishments. Um, so uh, I guess one of the things you're most famous for is in 2013, you became a Taiwanese citizen in order to compete for Taiwan in the 2013 FIBA Asia Championships. Um, how did that competition go? Uh, correct. Uh, yes, I became a Taiwanese citizen in 2013. And Within that year, uh, we had a big game uh, in the national uh, team uh, played in the uh, in the Philippines. And, you know, we had a big, big victory against uh, mainland China and we were able to, to to beat that team. I think coming in, we may have been like the eighth seed and we finished up that tournament, you know, within the within the fourth seed. So uh, we beat some big teams. Uh, like I said, mainland, we beat the Philippines and we're a very strong team. So. Uh, Fighting the good fight, man. <laughs> nice. What's your position in your team and what do you play and how do you usually play it? Uh, my position is the uh, five man. Uh, I think my my role now is to is to be a leader by um, giving as much passion to the game and um, and showing my experiences through through just hustle. Like I said, I don't really speak the language, but the body language and my uh, attitude towards the game really carries over. I mean, people can see passion in your eyes. People can see the love for the game. That's my role is, is to stay positive. Um, let them know, you know, I'll be 39 next week and I'm still, you know, running up and down the court with, you know, 22-year-olds. Um, those type of things, <laughs> yeah. yeah, those type of things, you know, really carry over and people are really inspired by that. Is it much different playing in Asia than it was when you were playing back in the States? Uh, absolutely. Uh, especially, not so much in Asia, but in Taiwan specifically, um, I think the basketball culture is still has a lot more growth uh, to be done, and uh, we're getting there. Especially with this 2013 game, I think it really changed a lot. Uh, a lot of kids are are want to play basketball more. I think here, uh, prior to that time, basketball was not the the main sport, but now it is. I feel like, and uh, baseball has always been the the leading sport that everybody wants to play. But basketball is something that you can do alone. It's something that you can work on your game alone. It's much easier, and uh, the kids are, are really really loving it more. These basketball matches have taken you all around the world as well. Um, where, what kinds of places have you played? I, I marked them all down. I think I'm at like 40 countries now. Do you have a map where you like peel them off? You scratch <laughs> yeah. them off as you go there? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been my travel vehicle, like you said, to get me all around the world. And um, I'm just very, you know, thankful for the opportunity because I never dreamed of this opportunity to be traveling. Um, if so, I would have paid more, a little bit more attention in history class, <laughs> you know, because I'm traveling to uh, Athens, Greece. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, we did learn about that. It's like I got to open up the map again and make sure I know exactly where I am, which we did learn about it in school but as a kid if you don't believe the dreams of possibility that you will go there you know it's a little yeah. bit less interesting to you so yeah basketball have taken me to uh, South America uh, to Europe to um, to Africa to uh, Asia so it's just been it's just really been a journey for me the the best place that I would have to say is Taiwan because I end up settling here because I've mm -hmm. been here like 10 years now. Which of these places did you see the fiercest competition? Or if you think it's all kind of the same, maybe which place did you have the best memories from? 
the most fierce competition would probably be in South America, in uh, Venezuela when I played there uh, because it was still uh, the the culture there still wasn't regulated as far as safety. Okay. <laughs> um, the main reason why you know my journey of leaving America is is mainly because of the safety. Um, so that kind of like stuck with me. I just want to be somewhere safe. But going to South America, it was nothing safe about it. You mm. know what I mean? We couldn't be out, you know, past a certain hour. Anytime during games, there could be a fight. There could be a brawl. Sometimes when you lose game, there would be full beer cans thrown out onto the game. And also we would go to soccer matches and sometimes the stands would be set on fire. So <laughs> that was the most fierce place I've ever been was in South America uh, in, uh, in Venezuela. So And your best memory is surviving it. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. It taught me a lot. I think the most annoying part is not being able to spend time with your family members. Mm. Uh, like I said, since I became a, a national citizen, um, I had to give up my U.S. citizenship. So um, I remember a few years ago, I would go travel to America. It was like, you need a special visa to come here because you've been to Iran. I was like, I was there for competition. It was like, oh, well, you still went there. So it was like the feeling of being denied to be able to come to your original country it was just like heartbreaking. Like I stayed in the airport like six hours. I couldn't get up. So being away from family and then within an instance, not being able to see them and being so close, uh, being here 10 years, you know, you miss out on a lot of deaths, a lot of births, a lot of graduations, a lot of me being new uncles again. But I got to miss out on all that because, you know, I chose this 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 career so it's it's a blessing that i'm still been able to play it's a blessing that i've helped taiwan accomplish uh many goals that they uh that they haven't seen and uh people who who don't play basketball who just work at 7-eleven or uh or startup companies it's like they saw that game in 2013 and that's beat china and it's just like that inspired them that a small country can can win against a, a billion people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So still to this day, grown men are like very emotional and very thankful. Like I inspired that. So if I if I die tomorrow, I know that I changed somebody's mind and made it them, made them feel inspired by the, the accomplishments that we've done. So in terms of going back to visit family, like you mm -hmm. said, being a citizen of Taiwan now, U.S. border control, at least for some of my Taiwanese friends, has been historically very difficult to mm -hmm. uh and very mm -hmm. hard on people um, yes. trying to get in the u.s mm -hmm. um has that caused problems i i guess oh. i naively would have thought that you'd walk up and be like yo <laughs> you you get you know me right and they'd be like oh yeah. i remember you and let you in but they don't if we're traveling with the team is it's much easier just to push everybody through because once you stop you got to stop a whole group really? but if you're traveling alone oh uh, let me tell you these border patrol guys are usually ex- uh, military men. So it's like if they're sitting behind a desk now and typing on a computer and doing boring, a, a boring job, which is paying well, so they're going to do it. They can't wait to to find something, you know, going on. But even when I did have my U.S. citizenship, it was still a problem traveling back yeah. into the U.S. It's just like they just want to know question. Where have you been? How much money do you have? Are you sure you don't have over ten thousand uh, dollars? If I check you, will you have drugs? It's just constantly. So it's never really changed. And um, again, and that's why I appreciate Taiwan. When I come to Taiwan, back from the States or just anywhere. It's like I show my ID, my Simmons in, and it's just breezing right on through. Speaking of uh, border control, um, amidst the pandemic, uh, hey, remember 
airplanes. <laughs> hey, hey, remember being able to just fly to whatever country you want to? Um, has that been difficult um, in terms of traveling to places for games? Um, or have you not been doing a lot of flying? The we haven't years? been doing a lot of. Uh, okay. I think we're going on like our third year now, but we haven't been doing any traveling. Uh, okay. With, with the either. game, so luckily, uh, the only flight that I've been taking is uh, to. Uh, to, to Penghu? Ping, no, not Penghu. Uh, uh, Pingdong, maybe? Okay. Uh, um, it's on the other side, I guess. Yeah, it's it. on the other side. So <laughs> I, my long legs being stuck in on a train or, or a taxi, I just can't do it. But yeah, those are the flights that I take, so... After representing Taiwan uh, in basketball um, and doing it so well, um, do you find yourself representing Taiwan in other ways, too? Be it through uh, habits, food, language? Well, as far as the language, uh, I have not... Uh, really like broken down and decided like I really want to learn and I really feel ashamed and embarrassed sometimes that you know people are like well how long have you been here and I'm like uh, 10 years it's like mm -hmm. oh so you speak and I'm like no oh, okay no, I don't you busted out Sun Fun Zhong earlier like the easiest <laughs> most natural thing yeah 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 because I, I hear those things a lot like I can right. get into taxi and say where I'm going but the language uh, and off the court I just haven't really learned too much of it. Uh, what is it like too uh, on the team? To, I'm assuming everyone speaks English, or you speak enough Chinese to get. Or uh, it really is just like I said, it's the body language. It's the uh, we know the simple things, pass and and cut. So I, I know I know a few of the words. I kind of understand it. Uh, they get on me about not knowing the plays, but I understand that we need to do A, B, and C. Mm -hmm to accomplish D, but sometimes we might have to skip over B, sometimes B fell down, so we have to get over to C <laughs> just to get to D. So we have to, you know, it's, it's almost common sense, but the overall goal is to score the ball and uh, and, and win the game. So uh, once we get past that part, you know, it's all about keeping each other, our heads up and uh, staying together and and uh, staying positive. Um, what is your favorite part of the game? Simple question, on or off the court? Uh, my favorite part of the game is being is just being competitive. You know, basketball is a game, um, but the competitiveness inside of me just wants to compete and wants to win. You know what I mean? If you're trying to get ahead of me, I'm trying to get ahead of you. Uh, right now, yeah, when I go home, uh, Google Maps is going to tell me I, I need 20 minutes to get there. I'm going to try to make it to 17, you know. <laughs> so anything is just a competitive nature. So I feel like um, with regards to also with Taiwan, as sports grow and grow here and we start convincing the parents and the government that we need sports for our culture, I think there that it's a no brainer that our tech world becomes more competitive. You know, any innovative things that we do becomes more competitive because when you travel to other countries like Korea, Japan, and China, it's no secret that their tech, you know, is very competitive because these guys treat sports as, you know, the real thing, like a, like a war, a friendly war. Uh, so that's what I love about sports. It is a friendly war that no one has to lose their life, but it's very competitive. Everybody's in tune and, um, and just very passionate about it. So Okay, so I have, I have a weird question. Um, when I was growing up, my, uh, my uncle... Um, he is about 135 centimeters tall. He played for a team called the Hollywood Shorties. Mm -hmm. um, and they played against average-sized people. Right. Um, it was for fun, but it was also like really fun to watch. And it got me thinking, um, what do you think feels the same about basketball, no matter who's playing it? I think the constant, you know... Thing that, the thing that we have in common, you know, no mm -hmm. matter how tall you are, how short, that's the beauty about basketball is that you get to come out. If you're working a regular job or just dealing with things in life, being able to step out on that floor, exercise and run and yell and and pick your teammates up and 
and win and lose together and and complement each other. Uh, that's that joy, you know, that brotherhood will, you know, is always going to release the stress and and help you to have a have a better day at the end. And you're burning calories. So with sports, no matter how tall you are, how short you are, um, you know, it, it can be played. Um, and you realize that, yeah, I'm going to need me a big guy who's overweight to set a good screen on me because I can I can make it. I can make the shot if he sets a good screen or if I can get it down there into the post, he can still be able to score. So you start realizing that, hey, we're all different, but we still need each other at some point during the game, you know, to accomplish our goals. So, um, again, that's the beauty of sports is that we accept everybody and understand that everybody is different, but we're the same and loving the game and, and competing together and working together. Also, you playing one of Taiwan's favorite sports, uh, being a role model, it makes it easier to like guide oh, young minds into absolutely. Cool stuff. Absolutely, they lock in to, uh -huh. to whatever I'm telling them. Uh -huh. uh, and maybe because I'm a little bit tall and I'm hovering over them, uh -huh. but they lock in and they, and they really listen. Um, I think my obligation um, as a role model is to, is to not just be a basketball player, but uh, show people uh, my struggles, my success, and uh, just share my stories, you know, similar to, you know, what we're doing now. So mm -hmm. um, it's, it's more than basketball. So you have to show them, you know, that even when they're falling down, hey, look, Davis fell down too and he got back up. So I think those stories are, are, are mainly important to show the experience. Well, I have been very uh, conscious of the environment. So I try to work with a lot of kids and explain to them, you know, like, let's go do this and let's go do a beach cleanup. Well, when the kids see, you know, how beautiful snorkeling is and stuff like that, and they see the trash at the bottom or the pollution is causing this and the kids will listen because they see it firsthand. Uh, where can people find your games? On YouTube is where I catch to to, to do the recap and, uh, and it's P League Plus. So, yeah, check out any games. They keep them on there. If you miss it, uh, you can watch it again. But um, it makes us feel good and and really brings, you know, the part of basketball family together and uh, brings families together to enjoy a great game about you guys showing up. So if you can join some games, uh, we got some coming up this weekend. They're usually played on the weekends. And yeah, just bring your family out. Come enjoy a good game. We're representing cities now, so which is a great thing. Good. It's like, I just want to come because my grandfather is somewhere. My parents are from this city. So it's like... Let's get together because we're gonna we're gonna go fight against the next city. So yeah, uh, I saw you wearing a Taoyuan Pilots jersey. That's yeah, yeah. So uh, last year I played for the uh, Taoyuan Pilots, mm. and I was with uh, that that company for for pretty much the whole time for about eight nine years. Okay, uh, but now I've moved to New Taipei City, so mm. um, that's where you catch me. But no matter what. Just come support Taiwan basketball. You said you have a restaurant open. Uh, the restaurant is open, uh, is located in a Da'an area. It's called Uncle Q. Heck Uncle yeah, Q. it is. And I was inspired <laughs> with the name Uncle Q because, again, ever since this 2013 game, you know, I'm, work, I'm walking the streets, I'm out in public. You know, people have their babies and they're like, hey, take a picture. That's Q Susu, Q Susu. <laughs> you know, so it's just really... Again, it's, it, it just warms my heart, you know, again, because I have nine nieces and three nephews at home. So mm -hmm. the comfort of the public telling me that I'm an uncle to their kids as well is kind of, you know, filling that that hole that I can't see my kids. So uh, it's really a humble experience. It really feels good to to be an uncle to somebody else if I can't be it to my biological family member. So. I decided, why not name it Q Susu because all these kids have been watching me and 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 calling me their uncle. So 
All right, there you have it, folks. Quincy Davis playing for the new Taipei Kings. Thank you for joining us on Taiwan Talk. Until next time, I'm Trevor Tordomasi on ICRT FM 100. Hey there, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday. English in the News, for useful English expressions explained in Chinese. And EZ News, spelled with the letters E and Z, for simplified daily news. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.